From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeling. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. Uh, I am Eric Wakeling, and I'm excited to be here with all of you. And we have three guests today, and we're going to be talking about spiritual gifts, which I think is going to be a great topic for mm-hmm. us. We have Brandon and Desiree Elrod. So Brandon, how are you doing? Hey, Eric. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yes, you are a repeat guest here. Yes. So yeah, happy to have you. Um, Calvary Elder, which I like calling you that just because it's kind of just means you're old, I think, <laughs> you know? That's true. Okay. That's true. I've got, I've got a lot of gray. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, technically, I guess I'm an elder now, too. So, you know, <laughs> you can make fun of me if you want. But uh, excited to have you here. Brandon's done a lot of like thinking, writing, work into gifts, the Holy Spirit. Um, but uh, the we also have actually the big star of the show is uh, Desiree Elrod. And we'll Hello. come. <laughs> yeah. So we're happy to have you here. But we'll introduce Ben first, who is, you know, he's a guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you think Brandon and Desiree Elrod, you think Ben Harris, right? Like, it's a natural pairing. It's perfect. <laughs> no, uh, hey, everyone. So, so everyone knows out there, like, I, Ben Harris is, I think, one of the people I love most in this world, but I also love to just give him a hard time. And, uh, but that's very mutual. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, but Ben is, uh, I was really grateful just to have your voice in on this for multiple reasons, because I think you express your yourself really well um and also because so ben's been on staff here at calvary he's been a long time lifetime member of calvary yep, church absolutely yeah but but also tell us a little bit about like your life group and like, kind of what you've been doing yeah so um yeah this natural pairing came about just by me suggesting this idea of exploring spiritual gifts because our life group has been taken through spiritual gifts by brandon and desiree and we've just gone into some really new, cool places in our hmm. in our life, in our faith, in our kind of life group together. Hmm. And I, I think it's something that, you know, the Calvary goer could benefit by experiencing, but also just like kind of tuning in and hearing about. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what this can be is just a bit of a, a starting point for people out there to begin to hear more about this. We'll have some more opportunities we'll talk about of a class coming up as well and all of that. But yeah, Desiree. So how, Hello. you know, yeah. <laughs> tell us like maybe just a little bit because you are on staff here. Yes. What do you do here at Calvary? Well, it was six years ago when you approached me. Yeah. I imagine it being that long. I know, it's wild. Uh, six years ago, you approached me to start a prayer counseling from the ground up. And uh, it was something I've been involved in for actually 30 years total. Yeah. So it, it's something that I'm compassionate about and love. So I enjoy it here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you are extremely highly gifted at that, at what you do. I think it's an incredible ministry that has really helped a ton of people. And uh, we even want to have, you know, at some point in the future, we're talking about having like a whole episode just on that and help people even kind of understand that even more because I think it's very, you know, it's kind of can be hard to understand until you do. Yes, nobody knows what it is until they come in and I have to explain. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But um but um, also, we've we know that like for you, both you and Brandon, we've kind of like really leaned on you. I think as a church, a lot when it comes to th- things like spiritual warfare. Yes. When it comes to then even this of like spiritual gifts and kind of the working of the Holy Spirit in people's lives, and so I. You know, I really just think of you as our resident expert on this. Wow. And so don't, that's not, yeah, not to make you nervous, but just to like help everybody understand that, yeah, like I think that, that you are really worth like listening to. So I just want want to set that up. And, but how did you get interested in this whole notion of, of spiritual gifts, this whole topic? Well, spiritual gifts in itself probably didn't interest me a whole lot. I think I was like a lot of people who, who took the test when they became a believer and it gave you a job title and here's a little description and now go. And I always knew I had a gift of discernment, but I didn't know what that meant, didn't know what that entailed. So it wasn't until I really dove into the prayer um, part of my life and prayer with groups of individuals 
uh, I met with a group of wonderful ladies on Sunday nights for about 17, 18 years. And that's Mm. when I really learned about how God can speak to individuals uniquely and how they interact and process his prompts and invitations uniquely. And that's where I mostly learned a lot about how different ways that he can communicate Mm. to people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So through that time, you've been, you you know, you were discovering that how God communicates uniquely. So then what, how did that really lead you then into like what this, this notion of these, you know, the, like, what are maybe even like, that's the question. What are spiritual gifts? (laughs) Well, I, I think there are, um, just something that the Lord gives to us, I believe from birth and he, it's a unique way of how he can communicate and hone in on um, just the way he wants to bring us um, to come alongside of him in, in the kingdom work. And yeah. so even in that group, it, it stood out from, oh, that's the heart person. Oh, that seems to be the wisdom individual. That person seems to be the discerner. It started kind of like that and, yeah. and noticing going, oh, she's it's always about compassion and caring about the emotional aspects of things. And somebody else would always be about, well, I know what to do in yeah. those areas and and so forth. So that's how it, it started. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so like um, I have like one question in the midst of all of that, of what you just said, that's like super, like intriguing, yes. Yes, I think, is it. even from birth. Because I feel like <laughs> yes. for the most part, you would hear people say at the point of salvation, right? Yes. At the point of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit within us. Like, right. so why do you think it's like from birth or what is, you know, or what do you think is interesting in that or anyone can answer? Well, yeah. I think it, it goes back to the, um, the way that God designed us and, um, I call it modes of connection Okay. and the modes of connections referring to how we process connection. How do we relate to others? What, what, how do we respond? How does it affect when somebody's talking, uh, or a situation? And I put them in five categories and those are words, emotions, visual, uh, emotion, uh, sense and, uh, understanding and a knowing. Okay. Let's say them again. Let me think. Okay. So words, words. understanding, okay. pictures, sense, and emotions. Okay. Okay. We probably, I want to probably like do that like five more times during the rest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll keep repeating. Yes. yes. Good. Good. Um, okay. So keep going with that then. So it, it is a, a matter of how people respond to him. So if the, he's prompting or inviting them, um, when I've prayed with people, people, respond on how they hear from him they will say i got i got this word rest or i got this word peace mm-hmm. um or i got an understanding hmm. that he's with me or i got an understanding that he knows what he's going to do in this situation or i got this image i got this picture of this um or i sensed his presence or i felt something those are the phrases i keep hearing over and over again when i hear people when they're seeking the Lord or in prayer with the Lord and they're responding to what they're getting from him. Right. Right. So, wait, so, okay. So I know for me, mm-hmm. when, when I've prayed with, well, either with you guys or just even on my own certain times of, of prayer, like for me, when I feel like God is speaking to me, it's like, I've even, I've sort of, I've called it like video, yes. you know, it's like I'm watching a film or right. something in, and, um, and so that's pictures. Yes. Right. Okay, so that's for me is pictures, and then we're going to get to what that kind of translates yes. to in a minute. But then yes. even for like so for you, Brandon, what has that kind of been more for? Have you have a sense of which of the five then that you are of of this this part of it that we're talking? Yeah, about? Yeah, it's typically words. I get, okay. I get words. Um, uh, often it's scripture, mm-hmm. um, but it's and and a distinction is instead of it being something that I am generating and it's a thought that I'm developing, it just boom. Boom. Yeah. Okay. It It appears. It just drops in. Yep. And so that that's an indicator for me. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me because even for the the pictures part, it isn't like I'm just, I don't know, thinking about something. It's like all of a sudden, boom, that, that image Mm -hmm. comes into my mind. What, how about for you, Ben? Like what, how, same as you, Eric, it's visual. It's, it's usually something that I don't understand that then, you know, (laughs) I, choose to trust the Holy Spirit and put it out into the world and tell someone else about it and go, hey, 
this is weird, but hey, this is what I saw in my head. Yeah. Which like, you yeah. know, like doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any sense to like the rational mind to yes. like actually do. But I mean, praise God, every single time that I've done that, it it seems to either work towards something that is encouraging for that person or at least mm. create a, a moment that is, I don't know, disarming enough to kind of have a connection. And but yeah, that's that's usually okay. what it is. OK. For me. And then for you, Des, what is it? A sense. Definitely a sense. OK. Um, what is a sense? <laughs> well, a sense can be as simple as if I have my back towards a door, I can feel a presence coming in. Even if they don't make a noise, I could tell somebody's entering. Oh, somebody's okay, I got you. That coming explains. sense. I'm sure people felt it in a classroom, like if they felt somebody sitting behind them, that their movement or something, you could tell there's something happening behind you. That's okay. like a sense. Okay. So just amongst the four of us, we're talking sense, we're, uh, yes. words... And pictures. And, pictures. Mm-hmm. and then the other two are understanding. Uh, I'm emotion. Lost. And, and emotion. emotions. Understanding and emotion, right? Yes. None of us are about to cry. So, yes, that's <laughs> okay. the emotions. Good, good. <laughs> so with, with the question, circling around to the question of, you know, from birth, what, yeah. you know, where do we get that, that idea? I think some of this is just based on the patterns that you see all the way back. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of child were you, whether you grew up in a Christian home or right. not, before you came to the Lord, or whether you, you know, have walked with them your whole whole life, basically, what are the patterns? Okay. And that, that seems to be an, an indicator. It's so important to notice patterns because I find people are so innate, it's so normal, it's so natural, they think everybody does it the mm-hmm. same way they do, and they don't recognize, oh, it's not everybody does it that way. And that's what I tend to ask them in prayer going, is that normal how you hear from the Lord? And it's like, yeah, doesn't everybody? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, not everybody does. Mm. Okay. So when you couple that with the, the notion of, of being knit together in the womb of being pre designed, pre ordained, pre called, pre destined, you know, all these amazing mm-hmm. concepts, I, I think that's further further indicator that that's that's where Mm -hmm. this probably begins yeah and then do you is there something though then about when we are when we do have the indwelling of the holy spirit at the point of salvation like is that somehow it is like ignited yeah ignited right well i i'm not sure of what that looks like or how that is for everybody i know for me um my gifting of sensory was exploited by the enemy before mm. becoming a Christian. Mm. So the tactics or the methods that they use is very similar to God because he's the creator of it. Yep. And the enemy is the counterfeit. Right? Exactly. Yep. And so their tactics were more um, exploiting on their end and wanting it to be away from the Lord. Okay. So this sensory or the sense way that I do it is the same mode or the same way that the Lord uses, but the enemy used it beforehand. So okay. when I became a Christian, it became evident of the difference. Okay. Uh, and what would you say to some of those typical ways that exploitation happens? What are the common few ways that, that might that might look like for somebody? For somebody with discernment, I, I find most people, the enemy use fear tactics. Uh, tactics that scare them so if the enemy comes in in a place or in a space or room or situation comes big it's kind of like a hurricane i'm at the whim of the hurricane i'm at the whim of what if it blows hard if things you know are sent across the room i'm going to get hit by it Hmm. and their fear is that i'm under the whim of the enemy i don't have any kind of way of counteracting that or or um, standing against that. And hmm. then until they learn it as a believer with authority, they're able to do so. And then they learn, oh, I don't have to be in the hurricane. I can shift to the eye of the hurricane and be with the Lord in it. I don't, I don't have to be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So, so fear is one. Mm-hmm. Um, we, th- we believe another one is, is uh, overwhelming when there's just too much activity it's not necessarily fear this is just more of an overload yeah sensory overload um regardless of what the gift is and then another one that desiree could speak more into would be empowerment Mm. um yes do you want to say something about that um empowerment with yeah when you're before you come to the lord how the enemy empowering the gift for their own 
purposes. Well, the two we haven't talked about was like understanding um, yeah. and knowledge. Um, that's a knowing. It's kind of like summarizing a whole paragraph instead of dictating word by word what the whole paragraph says. A person that gets a knowing is sort of like pins points it down to a, a very simplistic way of going, oh, this is the understanding I've gotten. Um, those people um, can be exploited in having knowledge of something that they shouldn't know about somebody that is detrimental, hmm. that makes them feel superior, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know something about them. They're struggling with this. Um, hmm. With the other one is emotions that we haven't talked about. Emotions are um, the ability to, to pick up the frequencies, the, the emotional currents of a room. Yeah. And uh, those could be very overwhelming um, because obviously you could pick up so many. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's connect these because I know that these these five words of like mm-hmm. sense, pictures, words, understanding, emotion. Yes. That this also then connects to words that you would maybe think are a little more bible kind of words, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so just so people don't like just turn off and freak out, like as we've been talking about, you know, the spiritual gifts are sense, picture, word, you know, uh, <laughs> no, but to, yeah, just to have people like understand that, okay, because, because these do connect into like what might be like more thought of like from someone's reading of the text of spiritual gifts. Right? Words tend to be gift of wisdom. Yep. Understanding okay. or a knowing is gift of knowledge. Yep. Vision or pictures or or the gift of faith. Okay. Senses discernment. Okay. And then emotions are mercy. Okay. So, okay, so everyone's like hearing that and you're like, okay, I think there is like a moment of like, oh, okay, all right, I get what you're saying now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and that's good, but because I think it's cool how you start though with this this way of um, like the, sort of this natural way of being that we have, that we tend to be more this way or we hear from God more this yes. way and we re- relate in that way. And then so it's um, in, in that way. And then, okay, so that is this this big biblical word of the gift of wisdom, which just sounds like it's almost hard to even say like, I have the gift of wisdom, you know, like it sounds almost arrogant or something. Right. Like, and then, but then you've got, okay, but this way of kind of getting there too, of helping you, but I understand, you know, I operate more within words. Right. And right. Those with gift of wisdom typically are the ones who are about the end result. What, what are we, what do we need to do here? They're the ones that know what to do. Okay. Um, if you picture like a war zone, they're the the Navy SEALs. Okay. It's like, hey, I'm specialized in this. I don't care about the process. I know what I'm doing. We're getting to the end. Let's just take care of this. Hmm. Um, and that's why scripture and words tend to be their uh, desire because they're just so honed in what is needing to be done in a situation uh, with regards to what is being said, how do I say it, let's move forward. They also tend to be the individuals that really care about Scripture, what is Scripture saying, let's get back to the truth. And that's what their end result is. What does the Bible have to say? Okay, that's good. Let's like let's do this. Let's kind of go through each one like that. And I'm kind of curious of how Brandon feels <laughs> about, you just talked about him, right? Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. So how do you feel how that resonates with how you feel who you are, you know? Uh, yeah, very, very accurate. Very accurate. Um, and I think with that, a lot of times the wisdom person uh, is the one sitting at the at the round table knowing what the next step is. Like, I know okay. what we're supposed to do. Okay. But often doesn't voice it, is often timid or, you know, feels in it, under-experienced or something like that to, to actually have a voice in the matter. But, but Or that, annoyed because... We're coming up, trying to come up with some solutions, and they yeah. tend to be the person going, "Oh, this is easy. Let's, this oh, is what yeah. we need to do. <laughs> why are Why are mind. we wasting time?" Yeah. And, yeah. Okay, Ben, is, is any of your small group members, <laughs> any of your life group members, uh, wisdom to, uh, that you I can't can recall? Remember. Yeah, I know it's uh, okay if there's not. I but. think Anthony, what, yeah, one of them I think was. 
Okay. I can't fully remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert, sorry. Um, your leader. <laughs> I'm the leader what? now. Ben's the leader. Yeah. Ben is the leader of the life group. Robert does not exist. That's right. <laughs> That's why he didn't think of Robert as someone with wisdom, because right. he has he he's gotten rid of now. him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So then let's let's talk about um, let's talk about emotion then mm-hmm. maybe you know and I know that's not necessarily any of us in this room but so emotion connects to mercy which makes Correct. a ton of sense but what kind of what else would describe that that area well as wisdom it tends to be the one that's most revered I would mm-hmm. say the gift of mercy is the one that's most dismissed mm-hmm. in the church and For in sure. the body. Um, with the mercy individuals able to either pick up the emotional um, hearts of individuals or the heart of the Lord or both. Hmm. And so it's a person, they could be in a certain state and they might be content and then they enter a room or a church or, or a gathering or something. Then all of a sudden they feel overwhelmed and they get a lot of stuff. It almost comes into like this ball of com- complexity and they it doesn't come with words. It comes with emotions and it hmm. hits hard. Okay. And their emotions are usually high. If they're feeling other people's emotions, these are individuals that everything is on a 10 out of a 10. Okay. Okay. And so I, it's beautiful when you think of like not just understanding people's emotions, but or the heart of people. But when you say that they have a the deep heart. sense of the heart of God, mm-hmm. I mean, yes. like what's, you know, it's cool that uh, that wisdom is sort of under almost understanding the mind of God, let's say, yes. or something, you know, and then, and that emotion is at the heart of God. And yes. one is not more important than the other no and i would have to say i have to admit when i took that test i could tell oh they're asking about the gift of mercy and that's the one i don't want to have right right so right. i think i cheated <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it was not exactly. wanting it yeah and i've definitely learned since then that uh even though i would say that their message that they've gotten since childhood is weak uh they're it's definitely probably one of the strongest ones most incredible uh, giftings and when I've seen it displayed for sure um, because there is displaying the heart of God yeah so Ben while you don't have the gift of mercy per Mm. se here so I think there's someone close to you that does yeah I mean definitely my wife Sarah is definitely (laughs) that (laughs) that what you just described and yeah like it's so easy I haven't done this with Sarah, but I mean, it's so easy to that person kind of ascribe like the like, oh, they're just sensitive or, you know, whatever kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Just like put them in a corner or whatever. Feely, yeah, kinda, you know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but really, I I have found that like following their leading and encouraging them to even follow their own leading, you know, right. um, <clears throat> has been some of the most powerful interactions that I've seen um, and, and just the ability to kind of like hone in on who or, you know, what needs to be attended to hmm. is a really powerful thing. You know, like it's like an, an almost like a, an unseen injury that they like have mm-hmm. the ability to kind of find. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool. That's cool. I think about that. Their credible and uh, insight is, is so needed in the church. And I think when we, we tend to put down emotions in itself and, I know I've been guilty of that, so I'm not trying to judge or bring criticism to anybody. But when we state mm-hmm. how we shouldn't be led by emotions, emotions mm-hmm. shouldn't be a part of our decisions, mm-hmm. I see Jesus doing it all the time, being led by his emotons. He yep. was led by a compassion. That's he how he saw them saw, and was filled with compassion. Yeah, yeah. Or and I was filled with anger, and I'm going to heal this person. Um, yeah. We we do it all the time, and even in a discussion when we're talking about something and we make that statement. Uh, we shouldn't be led by our emotions and you're having somebody in that grouping probably more than one all they're feeling their emotions they're instantly dismissed and Mm -hmm. they're instantly put aside and found Hmm. unimportant and they have no say when we miss out on a lot right because i've seen them so powerfully used Uh, i've seen them cast demons off of people and out of rooms without saying a word Hmm. i mean it makes sense to me like when you think about like actually like treating a, an actual disease or 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 injury you wouldn't you wouldn't They're go at everything with a scalpel like that just wouldn't make sense like mm-hmm. it, in the same way like you wouldn't always just like quote scripture at someone you can sit there and cry with someone mm-hmm. which i am not going to naturally do but sarah will naturally like whew, like just meet that person and that yes. is what's going to minister to that person and huh. that goes back to you and when it's something you're born with she 
didn't have to be taught that. That's something innately mm-hmm. she does, knows how to go right. into the mess with individuals. And that's something beautiful that she knows how to do. The rest of us, we have to learn. And so then there's the other element, too, of if you are a boy who's born with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the typical messaging that you're going to receive, mm-hmm. you know, in our culture? Suck it up. Soft, yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. a man. Yeah. There's no room. Yes. No room for tears. You know, all that typical stuff. And I think, I think we're becoming a little bit more aware and, yes. and starting to, you know, find some some healthier uh, modeling and and parenting in that regard. But but I think there's even, you know, even as Desiree and I connect with with people. It's difficult for men with that gift to connect with that reality that they have that gift, mm-hmm. give a voice to it, mm-hmm. step into it, own it. I mean, that's that's almost a rare thing to yes. find a guy who, who gets it and owns it, yep. uh, unfortunately, because the church really needs that. And, um, yeah, we, we would love to see more of that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so let's keep like kind of working our way through here, because um, so the other one uh, to get to next, I think, would be understanding, which is knowledge. So they have an understanding, which is this gift of knowledge. So talk to us a little bit more about what that looks like, and how's that different even than wisdom? You know, knowledge are, are individuals who can get to the problem. They're the detectives. They can figure out um, what the actual issue is, and they're like the sharpshooters. Hmm. Um, the mercy mm-hmm. of the paramedics, and then you've got the wisdom as the okay. Navy SEALs. Um, but knowledge is the individual who is able to go, oh, I, I know what the problem is, pinpoint it, and then wisdom is the one I know what to do with it. So they're okay. good pairing. Mm-hmm. They're, okay. they're a good pair, uh, especially like in marriage, like Brandon and I, right? Mm-hmm. Those are <laughs> knowledge and wisdom. So it's like if the, there's a complex door that's locked, uh, knowledge is going to figure out what key to use and then the one with wisdom is going to know how to use the key. Okay. Okay. Have you guys seen that kind of play out? And, you know, as you're saying that in your relationship, if Desiree's more knowledge and you're more wisdom? It, um, a, a common setting where we see it is, is in a prayer session where, um, with wisdom, I am, I'm supporting, I'm in the background, I'm, I'm worshiping, I'm helping to facilitate, but really knowledge is, is what is, figuring out the problem and it's bringing it down to that pinpointed you know until that the specific nugget is identified or revealed mm-hmm. up until then i don't i don't know what to do huh yeah I'm, I'm i'm just i fill the time with prayer and and worship but as soon as we know what the problem is that tends to be where where the holy spirit ignites me mm-hmm. and go okay all right, I know. I know what we're supposed to do. Okay, that makes a lot of sense to me, actually. Yeah, because it doesn't. You can be presented with a problem, and it's like, hey, we've identified these are, you know, these are the three areas that we could attack this, and you kind of have a sense of, well, mm-hmm. this is where we should go first, or yeah. this is, you know, like yes. something Which like that. Is a great picture, and that's a microcosm of the body as a whole when you think of our, our church family, uh, of how interdependent we really are on each other. Hmm. Like having a gift is great. For mm-hmm. sure, but it's to quote Eric, it's better together. <laughs> there right? you go. That's Literally, right. yes. It, it it is more successful. It's more functional together. It accomplishes something yep. together. Yep. It values each other together. So that that's our experience. Yeah, that makes sense because I think our understanding, whether that's our 21st century or if it's our Western understanding or whatever that is, it's um, it's that. Basically, I should be all of these. If I'm good, mm. if I'm going to be good enough, I, right. I kind of like have to be all of them right. or something, you know, or or I'm I'm bad because I'm bad at X or, <laughs> you know, like whatever. I got to, right. you know, shore up my weaknesses. It's a little bit of that kind of discover your strengths concept mm-hmm. that's a little more kind of business mm-hmm. world, personality world of mm-hmm. discovering your strengths, capitalize on them. I think it's kind of what we're talking about here is discover your gifts capitalize on them or, or, or lean into what your gifting is rather than trying to get better at something that's not your gift. Correct. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so let's, let's keep going. Cause I think this is good. Uh, what, what about, let's go to sensing. So that's you Desiree, which is this gift yes. of discernment, which is even a word I think is less, um, 
easy to understand, you know, for most people, at least, you know, like when you say discernment, does that just mean like you don't do stupid stuff? Because that sometimes <laughs> is what discernment is, right? You, <laughs> you right. that that teenager has good discernment and didn't, <laughs> you know, drive their car into a ditch. But right, um, right Ben. Oh, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I did not have that. Okay. <laughs> I was seeing pictures. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, go ahead, Des. How, how else do you describe discernment? Discernment is, in a sense, sensories. So it's taking our senses, eyes, ears, uh, touch, and smell into uh, supernatural. Mm-hmm. So for a discerner, it can be from uh, one of them to, to all of them. So it could be seeing in the supernatural, hearing the supernatural, feeling or sensing something hmm. um, to to smell. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced smell, but I, I know like the biblically, it's angels smell sweet and huh. smell rotten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. So that's, um, what's the, is there like a cool... Um, <laughs> Like Navy SEAL name for this one too, or it's the warrior sniper. It's, it's the warrior. It's or the okay. CI agent because the CI agent ah. would be able to hear into the enemy's ground, so they're able to hear into things. Okay. Um, or they're the warriors. They're the combat com, combat person. They're the ones that are going hand in hand combat, or uh, it could be long uh, yeah. distance shoots as well. I feel like this this discernment one is probably the most sort of like hard for people that don't have it to understand. Yes. Right? Right. <laughs> or to dismiss as kooky or something Correct. like that, right? Like Right. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about that <laughs> as a person with discernment? I'm sure wow. I know you've been through I've a lot of struggle of with that. A lot. Yeah. Um I've struggled with it personally mm-hmm. as well. Um because I think the common uh, messaging that individuals have for discernment is that they're crazy. Mm-hmm. We're a post-enlightenment society of is, rational thinking yes. and all that, right? Did I really see that? Usually it's corner of the eye. Did I really sense that? Is that real? Hmm. I, I think discerners themselves go through, is this real? Right, because you are a creature of this post-enlightenment, rational thinking Correct. kind of society and culture. So yes. so you're, you, you've got a ton of yes. nurture that's made you that way where your nature is um, right. My dad is was a discerning. rocket scientist, so I'm... I, right. I'm science based yeah, so well. i'm not gonna yeah that that took a long time for me to to work through um and that's one of the objectives i like working with discerners because they do feel like they're crazy yep and but, i've sat with i've sat with people that have just been weeping because they're telling me like i'm i'm sensing this and i think i'm crazy and i'm like right, okay right and i sort of take them by the hand and walk them to you (laughs) good move (laughs) perfect yeah yes so it it can be uh bizarre to to people and even having a conversation today with somebody um Hmm. so knowing that from our side we also think it's yeah crazy and weird and that helps to have people around you that has the same thing and it has helped me a lot so when i'm sensing somebody and somebody else's able to tell me it's the exact same thing for them or they're experiencing the same thing or they're noticing the same thing it's it's helped a a lot and and i think even in our marriage we've gone through that where brandon has wondered going wow is she really seeing that is she really feeling that um quite a bit as well we've gone through those things so one of the most beautiful things that i can remember in in seeing how desert ministers is when those people that you're talking about, Eric, mm-hmm. um, that feel that they're crazy and so overwhelmed and just can't separate out what is reality, what is oppression. Maybe they don't even have language for it. It's just a big ball of confusion. Yeah. And to have Desiree speak into that and tell them, a lot of times, tell them exactly what they're seeing or hearing or because wow. yeah. she's confirming that for them, empowering yeah. her. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's telling the person and confirming for that person what is going on in the spiritual realm. And the person just has a moment of clarity and goes, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's. Yeah, that's, that's great. an incredible moment. And it's interesting to me just how much how, how easy it is for so many uh, of us. And, I, and I've been in, the, in that spot of being a skeptic, you know, sure. and to, it's so easy for us to be a skeptic 
when we already believe and have based our entire life around believing in a God we can't see, right. and we believe in the entire <laughs> words of this book that we call the Bible, that right. is ridiculously crazy to to believe, you know, at some right. level, if it's not, you know, mm-hmm. so if it's not all real, then, and, and the Bible right. speaks of all sorts of, um, you know, about de- demons, about mm-hmm. angels, about healings, about like all this kind of stuff or whatever it is. And it's like, if we are to, um, you know, or even like God le- telling, you know, Paul to not go in one direction and go in the other direction. Right, and right. it's like, if you have no sense of even thinking that's possible, then I think it's just, you kind of almost just got to throw the entire thing out and start mm-hmm. over, you know? Right. Cause we're scripturally told that eventually we should be led by our own spirit in abiding in the Holy spirit. Hmm. We're told that he gives charge of angels that over us mm-hmm. we're given spiritual gifts are not something that you could see mm-hmm. and so a lot of this is in a spiritual realm moving into that supernatural which just means we don't have the mathematic formula for it right 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 okay so that's good that's good um now let's get to um you know ben and ben and i's favorite one pictures or faith, faith. <laughs> uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, what's that like what does that look like how's that play out well gift of faith are the individuals who are uh, understanding the multiple sides they can see both sides of things stand in the gap of in between um, they also see uh, and get excited about what is God offering in a place. They're about the cause. Like, what does God want to do mm-hmm. here? What does he want to offer us? What does he want to want to do in this situation with individuals? Um, while wisdom is about what he wants to do, with faith is about what he wants to offer us hmm. of himself. Okay. So the pictures are, are tend to be, which is beautiful way but it's complex so when you're seeing those pictures those are textures and colors and a lot of people can get really detailed in in those those parts and um but the faith seeing that is i think they need to see the complexity of it because god is, they seem to represent his light mm-hmm. um they seem to be stand in the gap where people uh, may have a falter of their faith or falter of their trust. Uh, faith people see it plainly and clearly, and they're hmm. able to understand, oh, here's where I need to stand in the gap. Here's where I need to be. So there's like the representative of light. Okay. Like a beam. Yeah, light. yeah, interesting. How have you, Ben, have you sort of seen this? Have you seen, like, what, what are pictures like for you, you know? Or, and then how have you seen this of having faith? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, when, when we were first going through this, Desiree gave us, you know, this whole spiel, and 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 that was the one that just immediately kind of connected with me. Um, you know, like again, like it's really, I really don't feel like it's any like of my own doing, but just like that has kind of always naturally been my go-to in like these kind of crisis moments. It's not that I've never been skeptical or anything, but like when you know, kind of the rubber meets the road. And we're experiencing some type of crisis or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been like supernaturally easy for me to go, well, I know God has us or I know yes. God has a plan or mm-hmm. like I can yes. kind of like be patient or peaceful or like be in this and and not, I, I don't know, like, you know, hit the eject button and bail or something like it's mm-hmm. been easy for me to go, God, I know like your hand is moving in this. Yeah. 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 That's what's so beautiful about gift of faith is that they are the individuals who know it's going to be okay. God's got this. There's this automatic trust. Yep. Right. And again, it's like, like not of my own doing. Like if I sit there and like think about it for too long, I'm like, I could think myself out of it. Totally. totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like, is that kind of lined up with your experience or? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's interesting because I think all those moments too, where I had a sense of like when I had a sense of calling to ministry, it was when I, when I talk about this story, I've told a lot of church of going into the cliffs mm-hmm. at UCSB. I did, I opened my Bible, I read this passage, but it was uh, from Ezekiel 33, but it really was, 
uh, and I don't, it's funny because I don't talk about the image part of it a lot because it's like kind of weird. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I actually remember I could clearly see, I mean, Mm -hmm. I was 18 years old standing on a cliff. I'm 45 now. And I can clearly see this image that God gave me of this huge room full of people that I was standing in front of speaking to and like thousands. And I have like no idea like why I was supposed to be talking to those people, you know, but just kind of trying to kind of figure, you know, kind of get a greater sense of understanding of that later on, but it was immediately an image and it was just like, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do with my life. It was just Mm -hmm. like this boom sort of a thing, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, you know, even like when I was in moment of extreme, um, just sort of like doubt and fear and like just feeling overwhelmed when it was that whole time of right before I, the vote of becoming the pastor here at Calvary and Mm -hmm. where then I went out on this quiet time and I just saw Jesus's face so clearly. Um, and I had been praying and, and just, I see this like face of Jesus sitting in a chair right across from me, smiling. I've talked about this with a twinkle in his eye. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, I can see it now. Like just even as I talk about it, like these like certain points for me were these like images. And it was like that point, it was just like, Oh, Mm -hmm done being nervous it was like cold turkey kind of addiction gone you know like one yes. of those kind of moments and like i'm like okay 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 here we are we're good now you know because yeah. but it was like those, those sorts of moments where i could see how like an image that god gave me was like linked in with like a moment of faith of my faith increasing or you know Absolutely. or or something like that yeah. um and, so. and what you're illustrating is a really great example and and a typical example of kind of what Desiree's message is, is that the gifts are the conduit through which we experience God and connect with God, Yeah. first and foremost. I mean, nobody else was present right. in your stories. Um, there was nobody to minister to, so gifts aren't exclusively a ministry thing. Yep. Um, this was primarily just you and the Lord and Him ministering to you in how you needed it mm-hmm. through the vehicle that He designed you to experience Him. Right, right. Yeah, that's yeah, it's fascinating. You do tend to think of the gifts are only supposed to be the way that you volunteer mm-hmm. at church. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that. yeah, that, that was really what was so cool for me when, when Brendan and Des came to our life group and yeah, like I said, gave us the spiel of like kind of yeah. laying it out. And then like, so like we joked around, it was like, okay, they, they, we finished that life group session and I was like, okay, that's end of season one. Like what's going to happen on season two. And they came back another night and then I, like, I don't know why I like, had like this like nervous feeling like, okay, now, now what? Like now we have to like stand around and like, you know, like be weird with each other. Like why, <laughs> why does this, okay. What's, what's, what's the purpose of this kind of, yeah. you know, and that's, what's beautiful about the spiritual gifts is I think we have this misconception that it is the crazy person in the corner doing his own thing, like being, you know, like isolated and kind of off weird or whatever. But really, as far as I've experienced, and correct me if I'm wrong, but (laughs) as far as I've experienced it, it's the way that like we care for each other, like being used by God, Mm -hmm. like receive care and care for each other, like through the power of God. And, and that, to me, like, it's like so cool and, you know, like it makes sense to me, like we shouldn't be scared of this or avoiding this. This should be something that like, you know, we practice and, and, and live out with each other because ultimately that's what we're doing, right? We're better together. We're caring for each other. We're receiving care. Like this all plays into that, you know, it's not something that is just for, the hyper spiritual pious person, you know, off in the corner, like speaking in tongues. It's like, no, this is something that is practical in uh, like a marriage relationship, in like a friendship, in Absolutely. in life, you know, like yeah. caring for people. Yeah, that's yeah. why I, I found it first in in relationships, in connections, and that it's something that how God is inviting or communing to us. He talks to us. He's talking to us all the time. How often do we have words? How often do we have pictures? How often do we sense things? It's constant throughout the day. Hmm. And if we're able to pause for a moment and going, wait a minute, this could be more than that. There's mm-hmm. something more than this. What is this about? What is? Why is that standing out? Why is that being highlighted to me? Why am I understanding this? Why am I questioning this? Why am I wondering 
um, about how I'm feeling and how this other person's feeling, what's being jumped out, um, highlighted to me. It's a part of our everyday. It's a part of how we interact with people. And that's where I found gifts from. It's where it stemmed from, is understanding, no, it's so normal, so natural, that you already doing it. Now let's step into it more because you're right. able to put words to it. Mm-hmm. And you're able to understand it greater. So it's kind of like, um, you know, because I, I, I never want to make spiritual gifts sound as, as sort of trite as a personality inventory or something. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the same time, like it feels a little bit like almost like the way you're talking about it in relationships is kind of like the way people talk about, about like their Enneagram, like, Correct. Oh, like right. you're such a one. And like, Oh, right. you can't, I can't believe you're with a six, you know, or whatever. And I'm not even know if I'm saying it right. But like people definitely talk like that. And, uh, <laughs> but it is like that kind of a thing where I think this can actually be helpful in that sort of a way that like, okay, so how does a faith, person relate with his mercy wife or mm-hmm. whatever or, or or however that might play out but so for ben and sarah and they're you know so i don't know if like can you kind of speak into that of how you see different gifts reacting or responding to each other maybe even for sure. them as a case study <laughs> uh, sure yeah. actually i see often that and one who's dominant faith marries a dominant mercy and that's very common uh, mercy can define what is wounding what is hurtful what is painful for an individual and you of faith know what god wants to offer that hmm. what he wants to do with that pain so it's a good combination yes <laughs> yay pass the desert test. i know <laughs> well it's interesting because I'm, I'm pretty sure you know to not speak for her too much but like i'm pretty sure i could like say that i think that's where where b would line up yes. as well hmm. is is in that mercy category and and that you know, a lot of that is just straight up, I think, is her gifting. And then her experiences have also kind of lined mm-hmm. up in that way, too, to give her this deep heart for people. And I see it mostly play out, A, in our, um, in our with our kids and then B, with her students, like right. where she teaches. And it's just it comes out massively where she really deeply cares about um everything except for what their actual English grade is, you know, in their life. <laughs> yes. And, and so it's so cool to, for me to watch that. But then I also know sometimes like where it's like emotion is big. Sometimes like the sort of rock of faith is what is what's going to be helpful to her where Absolutely. it's like I can feel like I'm just like, no, we got this right. That sort of a thing. Absolutely. So. Hmm. Uh, I, I think with gifts, though, is we since it's something so normal, so natural, we expect that it would be normal and natural for people to respond in the same way. Yeah. So since mercy are so great at going into the messes, they automatically assume that everybody else knows how to go in the mess with them. Yeah. And they don't, it's harder for them to share their hurting yep. often because they feel like, I already know that that person's feeling, they don't really need to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. I can go right there, feel it with them. So why are you not doing that with me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why does that person not understand I'm hurting? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what B does, but that's what I've seen with Mercy is, yeah. no, you have to verbalize what's bothering you. They don't know. Yep. I mean, I can definitely do that on the other end of the spectrum of like, like Sarah, how do you not see that this is going to be okay? Right. <laughs> how right. do you not see exactly. that like the God of all time exactly. is on our side and like this is the guy that we're with like how do you not see that yeah. and then slowing exactly. down and like recognizing okay and that's the I see this tough I part can... with faith is is that they are the ones that always say well trust god what's the matter and <laughs> when you're dealing with something so heavy and so hard and somebody's going well just trust god it's the equivalent of me trying to work to fit an outfit on and somebody's a friend is helping me with that and I'm going okay this isn't fitting I've gained weight and the person just replies well you need to lose weight well <laughs> obviously but that's not helpful for me right now and right. that's what faith can do like wow, it's man. not helpful did you say that to Sarah <laughs> 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 just kidding <laughs> um, alright so then okay let's look at, at another case study of you guys because it's a little harder just to talk randomly about this but it's cool if, like when you have a discernment and then and a wisdom here we, we mentioned it a little bit but how, you know, how do you feel like that you see that play out even more in your relationship? You're going to go. Yeah. We'll give you guys time. Yeah. Come on. You come on, wise guy. And then we'll say. 
<laughs> I, I think it's more in the knowledge and just and and, uh, oh, and okay. So knowledge and wisdom. Let's po- let's like stop there and dig into something that, right. there because when your your discernment maybe prim- primarily for you, yes. but knowledge is maybe a secondary. So I think yes. you're talking about like so maybe for just for people to understand that it isn't. This doesn't mean you only have one Correct. or you might have mm-hmm. multiple. Um, what does that look like? For me, for knowledge is understanding the details, seeing detail things. Um, Brandon misses details, and so mm-hmm. it's um, I can I can get overwhelmed by the details sometimes, and he can go, "Wait, we're we're about at the end. We got to get to." The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're okay. We're we're okay. We can go to the end. Here's mm. what we need to do, and I can get caught up in the process instead of realizing, "Oh no, we have to keep going and get to the end." And he's he's really good about being the calming, but that also brings the faith. He's a very calming force in the family, so he's a very brings the peace and calmness into the into any situation really. I I am faith and wisdom and most recently kind of connecting with elements of mercy, hmm. um, not really towards other people but but the Lord. Hmm. Um, so that that's something that I'm I don't have a whole lot of experience in and I'm I'm still growing in that area. But um, I know for me in in marriage, the the wisdom or combination of, of faith and wisdom. For me, it, the, always, that always knowing what to do is just how I operate. That's where I operate. That's where I'm comfortable. So where I go sideways is when I just, I'm out of answers. I, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And that to me is, is the, the weakest, most crippling feeling in the world, not knowing what to do. Because all the rest of the time I do. Huh. And, yeah. um and that's my my way of contributing yeah. to work, to home, to family, to whatever. And so that's where Desiree really comes in as strength hmm. in our relationship is when I'm hitting those those moments of crisis, whatever they're related to. It almost doesn't matter. And she can come in and 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 be be strong for me when when I just feel so weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those don't happen very often, but. I would say is because I'm more comfortable with starting with where I'm at going, I don't know the answers and I'm okay with not knowing the answers. I can just start with what I have information mm-hmm. I have in front of me mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah. She's great at it. So, but he seems to know <laughs> the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Until I don't. Until, yeah, exactly. And that, yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't mean like you're just, you know, like having the gift of wisdom means now you are all wise and never Correct. have never falter. You know? <laughs> right. so, but, um, but I think that an important note that I'm, that I'm thinking of at this point is, is that wisdom is one of those gifts and probably knowledge too, that ends up being more exalted in the church, yes. more valued, has more of a voice, Absolutely. more of a presence, more leadership represents mm-hmm. that gifting. Mm-hmm. And I know for me in, in wisdom, you know, in an unredeemed or in an immature state, it can be a really judgy mm. yeah. person. And that's, I definitely have a lot of that in my background. Hmm. So um, when the church leadership defaults often to, to boards or committees that are formed of those people, um, that, that can be not only disproportionate, but it can, you know, if, if, uh, immature can be unhealthy. Yeah, but but that is one that, that tends to be more valued. Right. It it wisdom tends to instead of love to do justly and love mercy, they tend to put good it backwards. Love justly, and if I have to do mercy, I will. Right. Right. I've definitely heard that kind of thing of like mm-hmm. glad I didn't get mercy on the test or whatever, <laughs> you know, like then I don't have to like yes. get my hands dirty essentially, you know, at some level because I don't so, have to oh, care. I don't have to care. Yeah, I don't have to do this, and so it's it's not, and and none of these are then therefore permission to sort of not do something, even you know, like to not have knowledge. You just not permission to not care about the details mm-hmm. or to really dig and study the word of God if you know like mm-hmm. because well I'm just discerning I don't need to actually study the text mm-hmm. yeah right. and and so I think that 
that kind of thing is really important for us to recognize. I think a lot of times with gifts, I think it's um, there are things in the scriptures that we have as universal commands for all of us um, or and universal missions that we are all on. Mm -hmm. And we need people with gifting in those areas to kind of help and lead us and, you know, be primary on that. But it still means that you know, you still need to like care about the poor if you don't have the gift of mercy, let's say, you know, right. Um, or you need to share your faith with your, you know, with, with someone in your life, even if so, okay, this is, yeah, I was gonna say, even if you don't have the gift of evangelism, which kind of might lead me to like, let's talk about like the spiritual gifts test I took when I was 18 <laughs> that told me I had leadership, teaching and administration. Mm -hmm. And so like, here I am, I'm a pastor doing those things and that's like my job, right. but like some of those things and they'll have, I'm not, we haven't really heard evangelism or something like that yet, or, or it's even says like the gift of healing in the Bible, you know? And so just where does that fit in? Where does some of that kind of stuff fit into this grid or what you're talking about or, and where do those things get it wrong too? could be something that you could say. Wow. Uh, I know it's a big, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 10 questions. Okay. Let's say, uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, the evangelist, uh, teacher, um, apostle, uh, um, those are tend to be roles to me mm -hmm. and that I see it as more as accumulation of different giftings. I don't think there's one way yep. that they stand out to it. Um, and the other gifts I I'm wondering, and that's, that's where I, I'm not as developed like the Enneagram where they've done it for so thousands of years. And, sure able to unravel it. So I'm still exploring that. And the tough part of that is, is people have to be self-aware and understanding how do they process things with the Lord for me to get this data together yep. uh, that I, I'm trying to put together. Um, so I find the other gifts tend to be more coupling with the others, like mm -hmm. administration with wisdom is going to look different than administration with me with discernment. Okay. Um, but the administration for instance is about organizations they understand the big picture they understand um how parts fit together and how it's supposed to move together in a big picture sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but the motion of that or the movement of that for you would be through probably more words and pictures it could be for your faith as well what do i visualize i see the parts i see the how it's supposed to come together for me is sensory i can sense how somebody has authority in a mm -hmm. place um, when somebody's getting something from the Lord or when somebody's getting scripture um, mm -hmm. is going to look differently. So that just shows the complexity we are, but it, but, um, but it also shows that God is able to know how to handle all of those things. And I think it's all part of who he is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So it's interesting. Cause like, so, cause I know like, do we all take those sorts of spiritual gifts tests? And, and I mean, they're not completely terrible, but a lot of them, are a little bit odd just because you can yes. kind of, because I, I think I've done similar things to you that you said of like, well, I can tell that question is leading me towards yes. this, you know, mm -hmm. or even I was like in a certain role and I wanted to make sure people saw me and as that role and it's like, okay, I better, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I better put that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How am I going to make sure I get leadership <laughs> or whatever, you know? Yes. <laughs> Which is the one I don't understand. It's like, what is, I, I see all the gifts can be leaders in some ways. It mm -hmm. doesn't have to be somebody out in the front uh, lines or anything like that. I don't know what leadership means to in, in my case, but yeah, I see yeah. it in you, but I don't, I don't know what that means. Like what that means as a, as a, as a gift. As a gift. Yeah. No. Yeah, no. I know it's interesting because I do almost wonder if it is like more along the lines of like this faith that someone that will go forward believing that God has called us to do Can this, be, yeah. you know, in, in the way that I think that 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 was showing up for me. Yeah. yeah. The question about the the gift test, I think. What I mean, what I think of is is I, I question the source. Uh huh. As far as how how helpful the test may be probably depends on who, who put it together exactly. and what their angle was. And if it's coming from a source that does not believe that the sign gifts refer today, mm -hmm. that God doesn't operate that way anymore, then that test is going to emphasize wisdom and knowledge and you know faith and, and, and the service gifts and the support gifts. And, right. But the sign gifts are kind of pushed away. And so what happens to those people? And what percentage of the population do they represent? 30%, 40%, 50% that have some of those gifts that now 
this filter of this test, whatever the source is, is not representing them mm-hmm. faithfully, accurately, or honoring the Lord's heart accordingly. Yeah. So if it's a cessationist source or if it's a, a source on the other end of the spectrum where yeah. the, the descriptions and expectations of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's activity and the gifts are wild and theatrical, mm-hmm. then, well, may, maybe this is more of a denominational filter that these results are being you know, given to me through. Yeah, yeah. Those, those would be my questions. What's the source? Yeah, that's a good question, I think, too. Uh, it definitely is on the bent. I've seen some weird ways of asking questions on some of these, and I think it's bent on where what the filter is going through. Yep. So I think when people take spiritual gifts, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing, mm-hmm. I, I think it's just a clue. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. It could be a clue, and, and noticing that's just one of ways of, of bringing it together, of understanding what kind of gift you may have. Yep. I think that's something we've tried to say, even here at Calvary, when we've used those, like mm-hmm. in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, and we have this whole like process that we haven't been doing a lot lately, but I think, you know, kind of, I think that Saddleback Church actually uh, created a really cool thing called your shape, which was your spiritual gifts, your heart, your abilities, your Hmm. personality, and your experience. Hmm. So those five things that's acronym for shape um, and, and kind of like all of that, all of that coming together is what like you should then kind of how you should pursue your calling or what God, you know, how you can serve God in his kingdom in some way. And I think it was actually really helpful. And so we, we did, as we would do that with people, we would use a, like a spiritual gifts inventory kind of test Mm -hmm. thing. But the whole time we're always trying to say, Hey, Hey, this is just something that can kind of help prompt you and give you like a clue or a hint into what this is not some sort of like inclusive, inclusive thing of that will like show you everything of, um, uh, you know, of exactly who you are. God has not ordained this test. Right. To then this <laughs> equals now what your spiritual gifts are and only them. <laughs> I, I think what people tend to do, what I've heard is they may take the test, but then they don't know what to do or yep. hear a study going, well, here's what the gifts are. But then it's the question. Now what? I don't know what to do with it. I don't mm-hmm. know what it looks like. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what it applies every day. I don't know. Am I supposed yep. to wait and see when it happens? I think that's, tends to be more of the, the question other than what I have. It's yeah. going, what do I do? Yeah. Ben, have you have you seen that like in your guys' life group as you went through this of like a little bit of like, so what do we do with this? Like, I mean, yeah, I, like uh, <laughs> candidly, as soon as Brandon and Desiree leave, we're like, okay, well, we need them to do it because they lead us through it. And we, you know, <laughs> and, but like, but really it's, it's, it's interesting. It's like you want to to experience that and do that, you know, with each other. But how, how do you do that? How do you apply that to your everyday life? If you could answer that, that would be helpful for me because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually uh, have a, a course that you can come to with uh, oh. Desiree. <laughs> and, wow. you know, what why don't you, I know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> why don't you tell us a little bit, you're going to be teaching a class starting on January 26th. Yes. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that will be? I will be teaching with my colleagues, uh, Patty Dedman and Christy Slack. We, the three of us, are going to do a six-week course on spiritual gifts and how they relate to relationships, like in every day. It'll be very practical hmm. uh, approach and go through a lot of what we did today, but uh, but because of the prayer ministry that we've all been a part of, mm-hmm. we noticed the patterns of all how each spiritual gift seems to have a childhood message. Mm-hmm. They tend to process hurts and wounds the same way. They tend to hear the God the same way, and then they tend to step forward in a similar way. So we're just going to go through all of those in a very practical way and hoping to give opportunities to practice Yeah, and ask God more about it. Awesome. Yeah. So I think that'll be great because I think that this was good and, you know, it's so hard. This kind of stuff's big. You know, we've talked for about an hour about this and you still at some level feel like you're scratching the surface only, yes. you know? And so I think it'd be great for people to just to kind of be able to have this work through for six weeks and then, you know, the, also the gift of thought throughout the, the week, you know, that, that that is between weeks where you're kind of being able to process some of that as well. And then, you know, people can... We, we want people too to be like 
reading into the scriptures of what does the scriptures say, you know, about about this. And and it is important because I think as we read into certain um, texts like Romans 12, 1 Corinthians 12, like some of these other texts, like um, even like what we have to be careful of, because also like in Ephesians 4, you'll get into these roles versus mm-hmm. gifts. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of an understanding right. of there's a role that we are are playing and using our gifts to do, mm-hmm. but that's not necessarily a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that God can, I think, miraculously empower any of us to do anything at Absolutely. any time. Absolutely. You know, too. So I also don't want to like close almost like uh, it's like almost some sort of version of cessationism that just would say that that you're you're only included to your one thing. Right. You know? right. But that God can work in all of us in pretty radical ways, and um, I wonder if gifts are just the starting point of how God created us to trust and learn about Him in intimacy and in communion and hmm. in those areas, and then He broadens it. Yeah, uh, and yeah, um, and not to mention that yeah, we're all supposed to go into compassion. We're all supposed to go into wisdom. We're all supposed to gain all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I think those are supposed to be something we're moving towards yeah um, and i think gifts is a good st- uh, starting point of going hey we can bounce off of this and move into those other areas and learn the other areas that aren't so innate for me or it's something so natural yeah for me to do so. i love that well thank you to all three of you for like getting us started on this mm-hmm. thanks ben for you know just kind of bearing your soul a little bit for us yeah be- absolutely and uh you know, and for sharing about other people in your group that hopefully they'll still be friends with you. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, my, my hope is, you know, that some of this maybe not typical stuff has been demystified. Yep. That that this is really just like a system of how we care for each other. Yep. And and that's something that like, you know, we can all use, we can all apply. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. my hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so thanks to Brandon Desiree, too, for being here. Thanks for having us. You you got it. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Calvary Life Podcast. Check you next time. Thanks again for joining us on the Calvary Life Podcast. If you enjoyed our show this week, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. If you want to learn more about Calvary Church or share any of your thoughts, check us out on our website at calvarylife.org or find us on one of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram at Calvary underscore church, Facebook at Calvary Church of Santa Ana, and Twitter at Calvary Life.